Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. The Sports Betting Network, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And let's take a look back at the United States Open, the third major of the golf season. John Rahm picked up his first major championship and he ascends to the number one ranked golfer in the world and does so in storybook fashion. A brand new father on Father's Day with his whole family on hand that he hadn't seen in over a year because of COVID on a course at which he earned his first ever PGA Tour victory and where he later got engaged to his now wife after being stripped of victory that was likely at the memorial a few weeks ago, the stars align for John Rahm, and he beats Louis Eustazen by one shot and takes the title at Torrey Pines. This really came together, Wes, in an incredible fashion. You know, they often say victory kind of favors the one who le makes the least mistakes. And really, John Rahm ended up being that guy because he made that one double bogey on 14 on Saturday. But he grinded. He hung in there. There was that shot there early on the back nine where it looked like on the par five, he might have went out of bounds. He was perilously close, but he caught a break. And you oftentimes need to catch breaks and not only not make mistakes, but catch breaks in the U.S. Open. And that put him in position where he birdied the 71st and the 
72nd hole, 17 and 18 on Sunday. Kind of shades of Tom Watson in 1982 at Pebble Beach, the last guy to do that in the U.S. Open. Rombo does become the first Spaniard to ever win a USGA championship, something that major champions like Seve Ballesteros, Sergio Garcia, Jose Maria Oathabal never won a USGA event, never won a U.S. Open. And as you mentioned, John Rahm, now the number one player in the world. And I've often said, you know, it's not a matter of if, but when. Well, when finally came on Sunday afternoon in San Diego at Torrey Pines. And you knew that it was going to happen because I think when you look really, and I've often said on this show, I think the guy that's been the best player over the last decade has been Dustin Johnson. Mm -hmm. He's certainly been the guy that has won most frequently and now has two major championships. But you could argue if you go over the last five years, I don't know if I could call him the best, but I don't know if any player has been better than John Rahm. He's got 13 worldwide wins in just four and a half years, and people are kind of giving, giving up on him a little bit because he wasn't winning these majors right away. We get so spoiled by Morikawa and these Spieth back then when he first came out there winning at 22 and 23 major championships. Keep in mind, John Rahm is only 26 years old. He is not an old man. I know it seems like he's been out there forever because it's like he's steady Eddie. He's always there, but finally gets that first major championship win and I don't think this is going to be his last one as much as you and I enjoyed cashing that ticket on John Rahm picking up the victory at the U.S. Open there was part of us that also felt sorry for Louis Oosthuizen who is now finished runner-up six times in major championships and he was once again exceptional I thought it made for an extra classy finish the way he finished up on 18 found a way to make birdie after driving it into the very thick rough off the tee really being behind the eight ball in that thick rough and Louie once again comes up short but boy he did it with style this guy now ascends to the 12th ranked player in the world he is not he really has nothing to be ashamed of he does have a major to his credit but uh, I got to give the guy a ton of credit for what he did I do too and he's he's good people as I tweeted out after the round and very classy in defeat now has six runner-ups in the majors of course has that win at St. Andrews years ago and I think he's going to be very popular for the open championship at Royal St. George. He always kind of is. You're not going to get those middle prices, you know, where it's like he's always about 50 or 60 to 1. You're not going to get that for the Open at Royal St. George here in a few weeks, but I think he's going to be very popular, so a nice tournament for him. Harris English, it looks like the guy was, we're going to come back to him. He ends up settling him for a tie for third. Guido Migliazzi now qualifies for next year's Masters and U.S. Open with a tie for fourth. Really good player if you're following the European Tour, and then of course, uh, Bryson DeChambeau uh, made a mess of it. I would have had a perfect week on the matchups. I had him over Brooks Kepka, had the lead on the 11th tee, and shoots eight over over his last eight holes to finish tie for 26th. Yeah, I know. That was uh, De Crumble, it was for Bryson there. Bryson De Crumbles, yes. A 44 on the backside. And there was a while there, I believe it was for about three holes, where he had the lead. Almost had a hole in one on Sunday. You remember, Wes, he put that ball to literally about an inch and a half from the cup on the par three at Torrey Pines on the front side, but eventually just unraveled, ended up finishing outside of the top 20 did Bryson DeChambeau. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com. The Sports Betting Network, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you going over the United States Open. But it is time to preview the Travelers Championship, this week's event on the PGA Tour. And none other better to do it with than Chris Felica of ESPN. Let's welcome in our guest to the member guest segment. He produces College Game Day for ESPN. 
Ben. He is also a host of the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast and handicapper extraordinaire for college football, soccer, horse racing, and of course, golf. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Felica. Chris, great to have you on the program here once again. Thank you for joining us. I know it's a busy day for you. I appreciate you taking time out to join us here on Long Shots. And we like to have guests that bring in regional insight. And of course, the tournament this week, about 25 minutes away from headquarters there at ESPN and a property that you are very familiar with, TPC River Highlands. Tell us about this track a little bit and what kind of player you believe it's going to cater to. What are some of the more important skill sets, Chris, that you took a look at this week? Well, I think there are two ways to approach the course, and it's not a very long course. It's barely over 6,800 yards. It's a par 70. And I think uh, this is going to be another situation where we saw what DJ won it last year, about 1,900 par. So I I think you're going to have to be high teens, maybe even 20 to to, to win it. Um, And the the placement of this tournament right after the U.S. Open has really – uh, we talk, you, you say you like to talk about the local knowledge here, and like like where the, this was a tournament that was kind of on its last legs and in serious jeopardy of going away, but where they placed it and the investment that Travelers has put into the event, uh, you've got what fifty six players who were at Torrey Pines last year, last week, five of the top ten in the world. It, it, it's 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 a good testament uh, to the community and the sponsors and the people involved with this tournament to be able to get what fifty six players who were in Southern California last week going through a U.S. Open grind to fly cross country to play in this event. So that's great. But I think in terms of playing the course, I think there are two ways to attack it. I think you're either going to have your bombers who are just going to hit it as far as they can and see what happens. Or I think the beauty of this course is it brings in players who don't necessarily need to hit driver. Uh, You can hit three wood or iron off the tee, just kind of judge and measure like what wedge or what short iron you want to hit into the, into the green. I think it's a course that really does play to a bunch of different players uh, with different skill sets. So I think, but the one thing that I'm going to look at here, I think I really focus on are players who are very good short iron players, short uh, strokes gained approach. Uh, Players like that, I think are going to really excel this week. Bear, uh, we know that obviously we've seen in terms of who has won this tournament in the past, we have seen longer hitters when Bubba Watson had won this three times. He was up there in driving distance. DJ basically hit hybrids off the tee last year and got a win. But we've seen the Jordan Spieths and the Russell Knoxes and the Ken Dukes who are more approach-based. Ches Reby, I think when he won two years ago, averaged about 279 off the tee, which you wouldn't think could compete. But it can here. So being that this opens up the field to a wide variety of players one thing that maybe you could look at is Pete Dye designs and there certainly are a lot of them on the PGA Tour Kiwa Island we saw a few weeks ago Harbor Town Crooked Stick TPC Sawgrass did you use the Pete Dye angle at all this week in determining your card I, I, I did move some guys up a, a little bit uh, because of that just because of the success and the familiarity um uh, with players on that course. I mean, you, you look at guys like DJ, who has won. Uh, Patrick Reed is another guy. I don't think he's ever missed a cut here. Uh, Paul Casey is a perennial top 10 type player on this course. So I do think that certainly should factor into uh, your handicapping here. 
Chris, uh, by the way, Ken Duke being mentioned on the program just cashed at plus 4,500. Nice work there, Wes. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought I was going to be the first one to mention Shiz Reedy, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't back it up with that and just kind of hijack that, that segment there after the, the great Ken Duke fall there. <laughs> um, Chris, this kind of reminds me of the RBC Heritage at Harbortown, and we talked about this uh, just a bit ago where it follows a major championship, of course. Uh, RBC following the Masters, this, the U.S. Open. You've got a number of players here, and you talked about the 50-some players from Torrey Pines that have made their way over here. How are you handicapping those guys that are making their way over from that grind that is a major championship, especially the U.S. Open, going all the way across the country? Do you think some of the momentum carries over for some of these guys that had a good event, or do you think maybe that fatigue is worth a look at fading them? I, I think the moment, I think playing well last week certainly helps. If, if you're looking at uh, a guy like Paul Casey who put together a really good Saturday and, and it kind of fell off a little bit on Sunday, uh, I, I still think coming here to a familiar place, uh, that certainly would help. Uh, obviously, Bryson DeChambeau is someone who, flip a coin, uh, he, he might just be mentally frazzled after what happened on the back nine on Sunday, or he might be now in a situation where he's like, okay, I need to figure something out. And he might not be the worst person to potentially fade here because you never really know uh, what's going on in his mind. Uh, he, he, he might look at last week as a, as a failure, and now he might try to tinker and experiment on a course that uh, might allow him to do that, and maybe it won't go somewhere. Well, one guy who I wouldn't necessarily fade this week uh, is Brooks Kepka because uh, his brother got the sponsor's exemption to play here. Uh, they were unable to play last year because they had the, the positive COVID test. So uh, I think the fact that Brooks is here uh, with his brother able to play, I, I think Brooks, despite this, the Sunday disappointment minatory, I, I think his mind, uh, which a lot of people talk about, he's not necessarily a, a guy who's going to go out and give his all in uh, events that aren't majors or WGCs. I, I think we'll see Brooks Kepka play pretty well week. Chris, uh, a guy kind of in the middle of the market in terms of the price, basically around 50 to 1 is where I've seen him on market average, is Bubba Watson, who did, despite the fact that he ended up T50, it seems very nondescript, but had a very good week at the U.S. Open. He was in the third to last group going into the weekend, obviously faded a little bit, and we know Bubba at the U.S. Open, his record is checkered to say the least, only one top five and 15 finishes, but this is a course where he's obviously had a lot of success. Three times he's won here, you like you said it's a short course even though he has a rep as a longer hitter this kind of seems to play a little bit to his creativity though he can take different angles to the pins it's a little bit more wide open so he can maybe hit it to some places that you're not supposed to hit it to and then be able to escape because he gets a better angle what do you think of Bubba Watson he never really shows a lot of consistent good form but he kind of strikes when you least expect it yeah, no, no, you're right. And then you, you tell you played great on Thursday and Friday and then uh, 11 over on the weekend. But he's the all-time earnings leader here at this event. I, I think he's kind of just an automatic uh, token-type play where you're playing him uh, top 20 here, top 10 here at this course uh, just because of, of his success and uh, familiarity here. We were talking about eight before, another guy that we didn't mention. I'm curious to see how a guy like Tony Finau uh, plays this week, and I, I didn't mention his name there before, but he he did not make the cut. He did not have a good Thursday and Friday at all, uh, and, and he is someone who 
hasn't necessarily played well here. And we talked about guys who maybe struggled and you get the weekend off maybe to mentally refresh and refocus and move on to the next week. But but, but off of how he played with the expectations of playing well again at Tory and people, thought, uh, myself included, thought he might uh, be in the mix on the weekend. The fact that he didn't play well there and hasn't necessarily played well here uh, the last couple of years, Fino might be someone I would look at uh, look at going against uh, as opposed to, to Bubba, who is somebody that I would back. Chris, I know you don't always play the outright market heavily, but you do dabble a lot of top 10s and top 20s and some derivative markets. Any sleepers this week or anybody on the board a little deeper down uh, that you're looking to show well here this week at TPC River Highlands? Yeah, I think two guys who are in that 30 to 35 to one range I'm looking at. Uh, the first one is Abraham Answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at his last two years, uh, he's been tied for 11th, tied for 8th. Uh, his scoring average here is barely over 61 prior to the, the to the U.S. Open miscut. He had five straight top 20s. Uh, this is a guy who's plus 250 to finish in the top 10, uh, as well as a 30 to 1 outright to win. Still looking for his first PGA Tour win, but he kind of fits the mold of player but I think we'll win here. Uh, he's not super long, but he's really accurate. So I think he's the kind of guy who's going to uh, shoot to a spot, shoot to a target, uh, shoot to a distance, and give himself a favorable club in. And, and I think Joaquin Neiman is another guy at 35 to 1 who two years ago was, was great uh, in this event. Last year did not have a great event. He's plus 400 to finish in the top 10. He's 35 to 1 to, uh, to, to win it all. And his numbers, his stats, and his Strokes gained approach in his metrics. He's ninth off the tee. Uh, strokes gained off the tee. He's a top 40 player in approach. I, I think those numbers really match uh, the results that we have um, seen from him this year, especially he yeah, had the two runners up early in the year uh, in Hawaii and the West Coast. But he's kind of been scuffing around since this type of course might get him right. So th- th- those two guys, Answer and Neiman, are, are two players that are a little outside the uh, uh, the DJ, the DJ, the Brooks, the Patrick Reed, all, all the top names that I would certainly pay, uh, keep an eye on this weekend. Brady Bear and I did not exchange notes before the broadcast here, but uh, we're landing on a couple of the same guys, right. which I, I think looks <laughs> pr- pretty promising for me anyway. Uh, Bear, one more player I want to ask about that I'm starting to see tipped a little bit this week. He's up to about 66 to 1, and that is Ricky Fowler, who had mm. to sit on the sidelines last weekend, did not qualify for the U.S. Open, but if you look at his last two starts, eighth at the PGA, first uh, top 10 in a major since 2019 for the Open, 11th at the Memorial, best finish there in about three years at Jack's Place. Now he's at least crept back into the top 100, announced that he and his wife, Allison, are expecting that new baby, so perhaps a better place mentally. What do you think of Ricky Fowler? Do you think he is on the way back, or do you think those two starts, you know, kind of just a coincidence and you need to see a little bit more? No, I think he is on the way back. In talking to people uh, prior to the PGA, uh, they were really hoping that uh, people close to him, uh, they they feel pretty confident that that he is on the ascent and they feel good about where his game is and where his game is going. And uh, they were certainly disappointed not to, not to get into the U S open, but he's someone who has played well here in the past and, uh, can he, he he certainly could win. It, it is not the worst dart throw at all. And I remember a couple of weeks back at Memorial uh, when I, uh, I I put him in my column to 
to potentially finish top 10, top 20. I thought uh, he was a really good price. And, and Dave Behrman, who runs ESPN Shock, was laughing at me. Oh, I'll book that for you. And he's put up some great performance. So I, I still, get to, still get to collect from him. We're weird how he's uh, disappeared. All, weird how he's where all Behrman's disappeared since that, uh, since that finish. But, but I, I'm with you. I can... I could see Ricky playing well. His family situation squared away. It appears his mind is in a good spot. Um, he's already qualified for the Open, so I think he's going to continue uh, to improve on his game. And, and and I hope he does. He he's a great guy. He's a great ambassador for the sport. Someone who I, I think the sport would be better off if he's back to that form where he was finishing top five, top ten in majors every year. Chris, you mentioned Abraham Answer and Joaquin Neiman as a couple of guys that you have your eyes on for some top 10, top 20 finishes and uh, nice prices in the outright market as well. Who did you end up landing on this week, uh, whether to win it all or, or what have you? If you have a collection of guys in pocket to win this thing? Answer and Neiman are the two guys I played outright to win. Um, uh, just, just I don't, I don't like to go too like you talked about. I don't like to go too thin there, but I thought I thought the price there is something where if they do go out and shoot a low round on uh, on Thursday, that then the, the price is gone. They're going to go from thirty thirty five to one to to seven to one or so. And if if you like a thirty thrust to one shot, you got, you're going to play them. But uh, those are the two that I'm really going to uh, focus on. And then I'm going to play uh, three guys in the derivatives uh, in the top tens. Uh, uh, Paul Casey is a Basically, an auto top 10 play here. He's uh, plus 175 to finish in the top 10. We talked about uh, Strokes Gains approach. He's third in Strokes Gains approach. Uh, DJ, this is kind of where his really hot run last year really began. He might be coming out of that slump. Top 10 at Congaree, uh, top 20 at Turi. Sorry, uh, you guys mentioned about he was having, he was hitting hybrid. He'll probably just have to hit that low burn again and just take take a lot of driver difficulties out of place. So, uh, DJ top ten, I'll, I'll play and I'll take a little a little shot with a uh, a guy who's a somewhat local to the area, Keegan Bradley, uh, who's from Vermont. He's played well in the area. He's another guy who has kind of had a resurgence this year. So I, I think uh, Keegan Bradley to finish top ten, top twenty is something as well. But I'm I'm really not going to be very scared this week. To um, a lot of guys concerned about uh, making the cut, missing the cut, they, and lay a big number on a guy to make the cut. But I wouldn't be afraid to lay a big price with uh, someone like DJ or Paul Casey to make the cut here. They, they, they play so well. Even a guy like Patrick Reed, uh, they, they just play so well here at, at just the kind of on autopilot as they go around the course. So I, I think they're like my, minus 400 or so to make the cut. And if you can parlay them, even better. But I think those guys are pretty safe bets. And uh, in, in terms of like weather as well here, just to throw that in, like we, we got a, we're getting a little rain right now, and it's been it's been humid here. Uh, but uh, fortunately, it looks like the forecast for the weekend is no rain, uh, maybe a little breezy on the weekend, but uh, but but not but nothing too bad. So weather really should not be an issue, and the and the course should be in pretty good shape. If not, maybe a, a little on the soft side from the humidity that we've had. Chris, just about 30 seconds left here, but we are less than four weeks away from the British Open, the final major championship of the season. Anybody you're looking at already or already have a bet on to win across the pond? Well, it's funny. Before the year started, I played two guys to win a major, just to win a major this year. Uh, there were John Rahm, who I had ticketed to win and, and kind of highlighted Tory Pines as somewhere for him to win, and Rory McIlroy, who I thought would be a great fit at Royal St. George. And uh, hopefully I can complete that little exacta there. 
Uh, obviously, yeah, that course is a little different because uh, we've seen some really big, strange winners in the past. Darren Clark winning in 2011. So I think Rory is someone who uh, I fancy there. Maybe one of the, the foreign South African players, like Derek Higo or Christian Zababy, who might fit. And then even Victor Hovland, who makes a mess of greens. But uh, those greens are going to be a lot easier over Royal St. George's than they, that he finds here in the U.S. All right, my friend. Great talking to you as always. And enjoy the travelers, buddy. We'll talk to you down the road. We will. You guys have a great week. Thanks, Bear. That is Chris Felica of ESPN. We'll be right back with Across the Pond. West takes a look at a few tournaments this week when we return. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
Welcome back to Long Shots here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it's time to go across the pond, and we're not going to stop there. Three big tournaments this week outside of the PGA Tour event in Cromwell, Connecticut. First of all, we go to Munich, Germany for the BMW International Open. And then you've also got the Women's PGA Championship at the Atlanta Athletic Club. And then finally, also a major on the senior circuit, the Senior Players Championship at a familiar golf course, Firestone Country Club in Akron, Ohio. Wes, we'll start overseas. Yeah, the golf club München Eichenreid over in Munich, Germany <laughs> okay. is going God to be the host you. for the yeah Gesundheit. Uh, it's going to be for the BMW International Open. The headliners here are Louis Oosthuizen and Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland withdrew last week with that sand in his eye, and then of course we know what happened. Louis Oosthuizen, another runner-up finish. So I did skirt those guys a little bit. Also, Sergio Garcia is kind of short at eleven to one. He does have two runner-ups on this course, so I went away from those guys a little. bit bit and took some chances through some darts a little bit Matthias Schwab I still play him at 30 to 1 still looking for that first European tour victory third here two years ago the man from Austria Ryan Fox who I did like in Denmark a couple weeks ago disappointed with the missed cut but two top 12s ever since so he could go here Steven Jaeger who if you follow the Corn Ferry Tour he is a native German but he plays mostly on the KFT he's got a win already this year and two runner-ups in his last four starts elected to go ahead and play this event in his native homeland of Germany. So thought that was a curious decision. And I thought this price was a little bit high. This is a guy that is a known commodity. So Steven Jaeger, Rasmus Hoygaard drifted up to 80 to one. I think the travel kind of got Rasmus a little bit, having to play a little bit on both sides of the pond. And he would have been a much shorter price if this was held earlier in the year. So 80 to one, I thought was a square price on the 20 year old man from Denmark. Uh, Yacht Kruzywijk at uh, 150 to 1. I think I got that pronunciation right. But nevertheless, we'll we'll pretend that we did. Last week missed a cut on the Challenge Tour in Spain. He actually had made 10 cuts in a row dating back to last November. The South African, he's got four top 10s and 10 events for 2021. And then Alex Cheka, who is not playing in the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship this week. By the way, Alex Cheka is from Germany. He has won both majors on PGA Tour champions this year, the Regents Tradition and the USC. Senior Open lives in Vegas, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does, yeah. Uh, and actually, an ambassador, I believe, for BetMGM. I believe that's yep. one of his sponsors. So. He's around a little over 201. I saw him at 175. So Alex Cheka, I'm going to take a chance there. He is now 50 years old, but he's going back to his homeland, I think, for a reason, not just to play, but probably to visit some family as well and get to see them. But he could have very well stayed over here and decide to play at Firestone this week. All right, the ladies, the Women's PGA Championship. It's the Highlands course at Atlanta Athletic Club. And I don't know if you've made any of your plays yet, but tell us about this one a little bit. I have one bet so far, and it's already. Jutanagarn at 25 to 1 has been in a slump over the last couple seasons, actually considered retiring, but got an LPGA Tour win earlier this year in her home country of Thailand for that event. Now she seems rejuvenated. Three top tens in her last four events since that victory. And really, kind of what we've seen, Brady, in the LPGA, at least in the last couple of years, you haven't seen a lot of these chalk players get there. Of course, yeah. last time out, Yuka Sasso, uh, and then the uh, Patty from Thailand who won the 
Anna inspiration. So you haven't really been seeing these Jin Young Ko's and NB Parks and and uh, Lydia Ko's getting there necessarily in the court as, of course, Nelly Corda did win last week in Michigan. So she's probably getting backed here. So, so far I've played Jutanagarn. I'll probably have one or two more that will be in my point spread weekly column tomorrow which will reach your inboxes early in the morning so that is all i've played so far atlanta athletic club here for the kpgmg women's pga all right and then we head to a familiar course the firestone country club in akron ohio used to play the wgc bridgestone there where you always had some big names win including tiger woods a number of times but this time the champions tour the seniors players championship will take place this week in akron ohio anybody you're on in this one Stricker, the obvious favorite. This was played here the last two years. Jerry Kelly did win this event last year. Also won last week in his hometown to Madison in that playoff over Fred Couples. One short price. I usually don't play these, but I did take Jim Furyk at 6-1. to one. Long history here at Firestone. He's got two runner-ups and 17 starts. Always played that WGC event. Two third places as well. He was T4, actually, as recently as 2015. Mike Weir, 16-1. to one, Won seven weeks ago at the Insperity Invitational. Has played this course obviously frequently ernie ellis 22 to 1 t5 here last year second and tour and greens and regulation and driving distance and then i'm going to go back to tim petrovic he was runner up for me at the senior pga a few weeks ago number one in putting on tour and also was the runner up here at firestone to retief goosen two years ago at 40 to 1 i'd love to see the big easy get a win on the champions tour we'll come back and we'll talk about major implications we have another major championship coming up real soon we'll be right back just 23 days away from the season's final major championship the British Open or the Open Championship it'll be played at Royal St. George's in England we didn't have an Open Championship in 2020 so Shane Lowry the winner at Royal Portrush from 2019 will be defending his title Wes what have you looked at at Royal St. George's of course we go back to 2011 when Darren Clark won there of course it's been in the British Open Rota for quite some time talk to me about this course and maybe where you're headed initially in your handicap for the British Open. Yeah, like most Lynx golf courses in this rotation, you have some large bunkers basically on this course. Bunkers really everywhere on this Lynx layout, and you did mention it's actually the only venue in the current Rota in southern England. Most of the events are in Scotland, but previous venue you mentioned 2011, Darren Clark, his major championship, really the signature moment of his career. Royal St. George is about 70 miles northwest of downtown London. So uh, it's in the uh, town of Sandwich, England. So look, typical links, but it's like we haven't really seen links as of late because we, of course, didn't get the Open Championship last year. It was canceled due to COVID-19 by the RNA. So this got lengthened, though. The last time it was here, it was 7,211 yards, a par 70 change from the previous uh, bout in uh, 2003 when it was a par 71 of 7,106 yards. So look, these courses are not getting shorter necessarily. They're getting longer, but it looks at least at early first glance like about similar length here 
or maybe slightly longer. I don't think it's uh, any pronounced jump that much from a little over 7,200 yards. So, look, I'm excited to get it back. I'm excited to get the Open Championship back. I have not done a ton of handicapping on it, but I've looked at least at a couple options down the board. The usual suspects, of course, are going to be at the top of the board, that being the John Roms, that being the Dustin Johnsons, Bear mentioned Rory McIlroy. He is right up there, one of the shorter price guys. And then what you usually see, Kepka, DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley, I think him finishing top 10 again did nothing to, I think, quelch his odds in terms of his chances here because he's so close in terms of a major championship. Louis Oosthuizen, he's already been hit a little bit. I kind of mentioned that. So those days of getting 60, 65 to 1 on Louis Oosthuizen are over. I'd be surprised if you get anything over 30 here. That's probably where he's going to close at. And then a lot of the European players uh, that you got to look at that haven't won a major, the best like Europeans not to win a major, like a Tyrrell Hatton, Mm -hmm. I think is going to be a guy that will attract money, Victor Hovland. But is he kind of ready to go ahead and win that major? When is Tommy Fleetwood going to refine his form? Could this be a place? Paul Casey has done about everything in his career, but not win a major. He's about 40 to one in the market. Matt Fitzpatrick will be popular. European players are always popular here. That doesn't mean they win these majors though all the time so one guy I was looking at a little bit down the board because I know you have a dark horse that you already like a guy that played well here at Royal St. George 10 granted it was 10 years ago he was fifth Ricky Fowler who we mentioned with Bear uh, (laughs) excuse me earlier on and we'll mention him in the final segment of the program Uh, game is starting to come around a little bit I think he's actually showing a little bit of life and he's a guy that really likes Lynx golf he always goes over there and plays he's a the good Scott- wind player yeah he always goes over there and plays the Scottish Open the mm-hmm. week before because uh, keep in mind now you're going to start to see more American players especially go overseas and play some of these events the Irish Open the Scottish Open so keep that in mind for the Open Championship preparation but uh, look uh I'm excited to see. I'm excited to uh, have golf on on the West Coast in the middle of the night uh, while I should be in bed, but I'll still be staying up and uh, excited to see the Claret Jug make an appearance. Shane Lowry's had that thing for two years, so now it might be time for somebody else to get it, even though I think Shane Lowry will draw some interest in the market. Yeah, he certainly is at the Westgate Superbook, where we see him down to as low as 40 to 1 as the defending champ. You mentioned Louis Eustazen. I looked at him immediately on Sunday night after the u.s open and he was at 35 to 1 he's now down to 30 to 1 john rom is your favorite at 10 to 1 and we'll get to the one play i did make uh before today's program and we'll get to that in just a moment but i want to ask you about louis eustazen in that neighborhood of 30 or 35 to 1 who knows where we're going to find him at the close but the success he's had not only in majors throughout his career, but how about just this year, what he's done at the PGA mm-hmm. and, of course, most recently at the U.S. Open. Obviously, the form is there for Louis Eustace, and it'll be interesting to see what he does this week in the BMW. But is he going to find a way onto your card somehow, a top 10, a top 20? This guy, you know, we talk about top 10, Tony. How about top five, Louis? Yeah, he could find his way in terms of, like, I guess those top 10s or top 20s. Uh, From the outright perspective, now that he's played so well, he's going to lose a little bit of value here, quite honestly, because 
the fact that you're not getting him at that usual 50 to 60 to one because Louie's always that sneaky dark horse. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's not a dark horse anymore. I wouldn't call him a favorite, but he's certainly on the short, at least the first page of the leaderboard from an odds perspective, already seeing him down at DraftKings as low as 25 to one. That just to me is a little bit short. You know, Louis and of course, uh, has won all around the world. He was trying to get his first win on American soil last week at the U.S. Open, came up a shot short, ended up finishing second. Once again, his sixth time ever in a career for a major championship being the runner-up. But now I think kind of the word is out on him a little bit. You know? Oh, yeah. Everybody's aware of Louis and his success, and uh, good for him. Uh, people should be aware of how good this guy is, and I, I don't think it's a bad play right out of the gate to take Louis Eustazen for a top-20 finish. Who knows what the price is going to be, and, and you mentioned there's going to be tax on it because uh, everybody is certainly aware of the sweet swing in South African. Uh, I do have one play in pocket. I just made it earlier today, and that is Sergio Garcia at 60 to 1 and is a pretty good price that I was able to find because elsewhere I'm seeing basically 50 to 1 probably the consensus price on Sergio to win the British Open but I believe and it happened at the Masters of course for Sergio Garcia but I always felt the major he was going to get eventually would be the British mm-hmm. uh, it's always been the best major he's played if you look at how he's played in every major championship his his best success has been in the Open Championship of course a great European Tour player a great Ryder Cup player and I tell you what he had a pretty darn good Sunday at Torrey Pines yes. Sergio Garcia has been in pretty darn good form as of late so just an early stab at what I thought was a pretty juicy number and also you go back to 2011 when Darren Clark won this championship at Royal St. George's who was inside the top 10 there tied for ninth Sergio Garcia he's got 10 top 10s in open championships and five top fives of course he did finish a second back there in 2007 I believe that was that playoff to Patrick Harrington and Sergio probably is going to make my card too because if you look at what we see with the Open Championships. Older players can do well here. And Sergio now in his 40s. Uh, I mean, we saw Tom Watson almost win the darn thing at 60 years old at Turnberry a few years ago. So would not shock me at all to see Sergio be a contender here. Phil Mickelson won at an older age. Darren Clark won when he was 34. You mentioned Watson. So maybe Sergio has that veteran savvy to pull it off in 2021. We'll be right back with Match Play here on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. It is the match play segment, the final segment of the program where we give out all of our plays for the upcoming tour event this week. And, of course, that is the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. And we will start with Matt Eumanns' plays. And it looks like the flavor of the week, Wes, is Abraham Answer, Joaquin Neiman, and Keegan Bradley. We were speaking with William Hill a little earlier, and he likes Keegan Bradley this week. And, of course, we were speaking with our guest earlier in the program, Chris the Bear Felica, and he is on both Abraham Answer and Joaquin Neiman. So is Matt Eumanns there, Abraham Answer at 30-1, to 1, Neiman at 44. Nice price on Neiman there at 44. And then Scotty Scheffler, who was in one of the final pairings coming down the stretch, uh, paired with Bryson DeChambeau there on Sunday at the U.S. Open. And I agree with Matt. One of these days, Scheffler is going to get a win on tour, and he's been playing really well as of late. You go back really to the match play at Austin Country Club in Austin, Texas, where Scotty almost won that, and he's uh, been a class player really ever since he emerged on tour. Keegan Bradley at 50-1, to 1, and the Bear mentioned, you know, really a resurgence in his career. Absolutely has been playing well as of late. And then Mackenzie Hughes in the final pairing there with Louis Oosthuizen over the weekend at the U.S. Open. And, of course, Mackenzie Hughes fell off the pace a little bit, but you wonder how he's going to respond. Does that give him a lot mm-hmm. of confidence going mm-hmm. into the next week or that mental grind and going through that brutal Sunday at Torrey Pines? Is he a fade this week? Well, not the case for Matt Williams 
uh, or Matt Humans as he took a shot with Mackenzie Hughes at 105 to one. I'll go ahead and talk about those middle three on the board there, and I'll start with Abraham Answer, still seeking his first win on the PGA mm-hmm. Tour. By the way, despite the fact that he is number 23 in the world, that tells you how good of a player this guy is. And he was really kind of a statistic play for me. Really looking forward this week, eighth in this field for strokes gained approach, and these are over the last 24 rounds, by the way, and that's kind of what I looked last 24, last 36 rounds. So essentially the last three, four months of what they've been doing on the PGA tour. Number three in strokes gained par four from 400 to 450 yards. Eight of the par fours on this course measure between 400 and 450 yards. So I felt that that was an important stat. Also a large percentage of the iron shots are going to be like bear was saying earlier, you're going to have a lot of shorter irons here, 150 to 175 yards. So you got to be good with the wedges and the nine irons and Abraham answer has been that second best over the last 24 rounds in terms of what I looked at was proximity gained 150 to 175 yards. So that number you're seeing on the graphic there, that is feet gained per shot. So Abe answer gaining about 15 feet on the green per shot from his approach from 150 to 175 strokes gained ball striking is another. I look at strokes gained off the tee plus strokes gained approach. Abraham answer number four in this field on this list over the last 24 rounds. And then I did have to incorporate as we asked bear about in the in the guest segment Abraham answer number one in terms of Pete Dye designs mm, strokes yeah. gain yep. over the last 24 rounds and when you look at those Pete Dye designs I mentioned uh, several of them feature on the PGA Tour Austin Country Club Harbor Town Golf Links at the RBC Heritage of course what we saw at Kiwa Island at the Ocean Course TPC Louisiana TPC Sawgrass where the players is played stadium course at PGA West Whistling Straits which is hosted a couple majors now that wouldn't apply necessarily to those numbers but you get the idea in terms of uh, what you're kind of looking at for Pete Dye courses. So Abraham It's actually answer. a pretty big sample size yeah, with so as much Pete Dye influence as we have on tour. So Abraham answer clicked every box from the stats and then eighth and 11th his last two uh, years here. He did miss his last two cuts, including at the U.S. Open, but he's not that far from really good form. He was fifth at the Valspar, second at the Wells Fargo, tied for eighth at the PGA at Kiwa at three consecutive starts, and like I said, Kiwa Island, another Pete Dye design, so that's for Abraham Answer. Joaquin Neiman, 40-1. to one. This just, he didn't really stand out for the stats, but this just kind of feels like a good week for him. The form is obviously cooled from earlier this season, but he was fifth here two years ago. T31 last week at the U.S. Open, but he was 15th in T to green, and that's really kind of the strength of his game. So I thought Neiman made sense, and then I'll finish up on Keegan Bradley, which Matt also had. Born and raised in New England. Did you play him too? I did. Okay. And he plays this event every single year. He was runner-up here two years ago to Ches Reeve. I actually had Bradley, and Matt, to his credit, uh, had uh, Ches Reeve in that one. Ches Reeve only averaged 279 yards off the tee that week. Matt went and saw him at the U.S. Open, actually, at Pebble Beach. Matt was out there a couple years ago, was impressed with what he saw, and was like, hey, I'm going to play this guy, and he ended up getting a ticket out of it. So maybe he found something again, having been on site at Torrey Pines last weekend. Keegan Bradley always at the top in ball striking, fifth and tee to green, last 24 rounds, 10 for strokes gain total. So him at 50-1. to one. And I mentioned earlier about Bubba. 
Bubba never really good. I took at, a look at Bubba this week. He's too. never really good at the U.S. Open. He had missed, I believe, 8 of 14 cuts before this year at the U.S. Open and just one top five and now 15 starts. So, yeah, he leaked oil and he plummeted down the charts last weekend at Torrey Pines. But 21st in the field for driving accuracy, 16th for strokes hand off the tee. Bubba, his creativity is his strength now. Mm-hmm. He's in his, it's always has been, but especially now that he's in his 40s, he's not maybe hitting it as long anymore. This is not a week where you have to do that. You can take different angles and attack this course a multitude of different ways. So I think that plays into Bubba's hands. Uh, I think mentally he comes away with a positive from yeah, Torrey Pines. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Even pretty, though he fell off, I, yeah. I think he's like, you know what? That was a U.S. Open. I never play well at a U.S. Open and, and had a pretty good few days. Without question. Uh, Ricky Fowler, and that's why I did mention and I probably kind of teased it in the uh, member guest segment there with the bear. I think this could be a good week for Ricky Fowler. I think the life he's shown eighth at the PGA 11th at the Memorial back within the top 100, he and Allison Stokey, his wife announced that they're expecting a new baby. So I think he comes into a better place mentally. Of course, we saw a little Kappa Rom mm-hmm. with Kelly and John Rom last weekend, uh, celebrating his first major championship. So look, sometimes that plays into a guy's mind. And plus this is a place where Ricky Fowler can keep that driver in the bag. The driver, I think he's still kind of trying to work through issues, but he starts pumping and better that's always the best club in his bag and a pretty good wedge player a pretty good ball striker so ricky fowler 66 to 1 manny grillo emiliano grillo 80 to 1 never been better 19th here in four career starts but man if i looked at the stats i sent in Number one in approach, number one in strokes gained par fours, 400 to 450. So it was just a stat play for me. Totally. He could, no, he, he could he, absolutely he, miss the cut and not make a putt, which sometimes he's prone to do. He pops in just about every category this week, does Emiliano. He Green. does. And the last two. He's been close in some tournaments this year, too. Real he has. Close. He has. Absolutely. Played very well at the RBC Heritage, by the way, which, of course, another Pete die. Francesco Molinari, 95 to one. He's probably in the 60s now. I just caught a good price on him. Off a six-week break, tied for 13th at the U.S. Open, likely would have finished higher had he not lost three-and-a-half strokes putting on the Friday round. Really, the Italians did very well, Guido Migliazzi and Francesco Molinari at the U.S. Open. And one thing that I didn't know, but I read in an article about him, he and Eduardo, his brother, who had not played in the U.S. Open, and he had played very well on the European Tour of late and actually qualified for the Open last week, They hadn't seen each other in person since 2019 because Francesco has not been able to go back to Europe or go back to Italy. He now lives in Southern California full time. So then that put him in a good frame of mind here. And then Will Gordon, 210 to one, finished third here last year, actually made as many birdies as DJ, missed five cuts in a row, but 14th at the Palmetto a couple weeks ago, actually led the field on approach, fifth in tee to green. He's one of the biggest bombers on the PGA Tour, so I'm maybe thinking Will Gordon at a decent price, likes this course, and can go well again. Yeah, I remember watching Will Gordon down the stretch there with DJ a couple years ago. And, by the way, also Chris Felica, we were talking about he plays a lot of top 10, top 20 stuff, didn't play many outrights for the U.S. Open. The one outright that he was on was Francesco Molinari. And I said, wow, that's kind of out of the blue. And sure enough, Molinari had a great U.S. Open, so a good pick there by Chris Felica. We'll get to my outrights now for the Travelers Championship and I actually went with a couple of favorites and this was, you know, first of all, I found a pretty good number. Bryson DeChambeau pretty much trading at 12 to 1 consensus, but I was able to find plus 1450 
And I think the guy's going to rebound off of what happened on Sunday, Wes. Uh, we talked about this with the Bear as well. How is he going to react this week? I, I think the guy puts it together and ought to have a real shot here. Other courses that I looked at, as far as corollary courses, of course, I went with some di uh, die designs, Sawgrass and Harbortown, both of which DeChambeau's played very well at in the past. I also looked at the Wyndham, which kind of seems to be a, a, a poor man's Pete die. A lot of guys that play well at Pete die courses do well at the Wyndham them as well the rocket mortgage the valspar and the 3m open and if you look at the 3m and the rocket bryson's been right there in both of those as well so he makes a lot of sense on the courses that i think relate to tpc river highlands so i went ahead and went to the top of the board with bryson there at plus 1450 also patrick reed has done well at the valspar at the Wyndham, at the players at harbor town and has done well at this very golf course tpc river highlands so got patrick reed at 25 to 1 and then I went deeper down the board. I landed on Neiman, just like mm -hmm. you guys. I, I agree with you. It does feel like, okay, it's not a major championship. It's not a WGC. It's a little bit of a lower spotlight event, you know, kind of like the Sony or where he was back in Hawaii. And 40, I think, is a pretty good number on a guy that has every chance to win, really, every week. This might be the spot. Siwoo, Pete Dye specialist, yep. Wyndham specialist. He was the last guy I left off, actually. Uh, I mean, you look at all these corollary courses and you continue to see the name Siwoo Kim. So I went with him at 60. And I tell you what, the name that pops up the most is a guy that's been red hot as of late, and that's Cameron Tringali. Got him at 80 to 1. And I think off of that hard luck finish at the Palmetto, he comes back and rebounds this week at the Travelers Championship. We'll see if that comes to fruition. And then another guy, a couple of guys that their name, again, pops up on all these corollary courses, Ryan Armour and Adam Hadwin. Adam Hadwin, of course, has a win. In, uh, at the Valspar in his career. And and those guys, Wes, you know, even Si Wu and Tringali and Hadwin and Ryan Armour, like Chris Bear uh, Felica talked about with Abraham Answer, good shorter iron approach mm -hmm. shot players. And, mm -hmm. and I think in this type of golf course, this type of field, some of those longer shots, those shorter hitter guys can really fare well and have a good week here at the Travelers Championship. Next week, we will go to Detroit, Michigan for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And our good buddy Johnny Simone will be by to help it break it down. Everybody, enjoy the Travelers. Thank you for tuning in to Long Shots. And keep it here on VEASAN all week long, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.